0: Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining Christian faith. From a cultural perspective. From a cultural perspective. I uh, See, I'm already, I'm still used to saying that. <laughs> by examining, I should have said by connecting theology to everyday life. But anyway, yeah. today we're talking about various things. We get into yeah. some unnecessary risk. We yes. get into... Did you ever the, play
1: Risk as a kid, the board game? Um, like I'm not sure that I did.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that I did. It's very popular, but I'm not sure I actually played it we get into you're the, a low risk guy the low risk guy the russia ukraine um little hot topic then <laughs> we also get into the olympics and what we think of it
1: yeah so it's um, rob is gonna contend for the olympics next year right, right rob yeah next so year you guys year. need to tune in to hear about that good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see your face. It's good to see your face. Hear your voice. Hear your voice. Hey, could you put your phone down? We're, we're doing a little... I'm actually pulling up the topics. I, I don't have them memorized. Well, let's do a little so. bit of chat. Oh, okay, R- Rob, okay. you've been, you been, you been gallivanting around the, the nation. Is it or gallivanting or Well, I think it's gallivanting, but... Okay. Is it galley or gala? It's gallivanting. Gala? I was off by two... two mm. uh, um. I don't think it was a syllable. I think you just... Galivanting, you've been gallivanting. Gallivanting. How's that been? Where you been? How you doing? Great. Welcome back to cloudy gray. Yeah, no, I do. Columbus. I am enjoying today.
0: Very rainy, but it's warm, and it so it feels like spring. Yeah, and I'm excited for spring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have been. I was a few weeks ago, spending mm-hmm. a few days in Louisville for yeah. Simeon Trust yeah. workshop, and then the following week, spent a few days in Melbourne, Florida. Wow, which was awesome. Harbor City. Harbor City, USA. There you go. That's fun. We, we stayed fun. at Harbor City in the Harbor House. In the Harbor House. On a harbor. On a harbor. For Harbor Network.
1: Wow. Wow. Do you feel like a like a captain or like a, a shipmate? Like a wharf or, guy? Or, or, yeah. Any, any I had, nautical I had a, a sweater
0: tied around my neck the Did entire ya? time. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you're a non-New Eng- uh, Englander. What's the word for that? Um, Matt, Connecticut. Connecticut guy what, Massachusetts. what is, what is like, the term like um well, i can't think of the, the place nantucket nantucket, nantucket. Yes, yeah yes. okay yep, um yep, yep. yeah so you're back i am back in the grind yep, without the sweater without the sweater, the sweater do you feel exist. like if you were given the opportunity to to take a sail sh- uh, boat a ship that sails like it like <laughs> like the mayflower um or the uh what are the other um the, the so three Titanic that, wouldn't be a good <laughs> No well it doesn't sail. But the um the Pinta, the Santa Maria, and the uh what's the third one that Columbus brought? Mayflower um, No, that was a It's a different group. Um, I don't know, man. There's, oh man, I can't remember. Anyway, would you take the opportunity if you had it to take a sail like a ship that sails like a historical, you know, seventeenth century ship yeah, yeah. across the Atlantic with a crew?
0: If like it's an experienced crew.
1: Yeah, let's assume. Yeah, that. I,
0: I have no idea what I'm doing. All right,
1: correct. But, but like, I mean, you're talking weeks, long journey.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say around the world, in which case I, I would have said no in a heartbeat. Yeah. Crossing the Atlantic, maybe.
1: Yeah. I think that would be a really cool experience. Yeah. I've never been I on I mean, the, the a only reason ship. I wouldn't at
0: this point yeah, is because family. So, right, presuming that. There are a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Presuming that Danielle and the girls are perfectly fine. And if you could pretty much guarantee that I would return to them.
1: I would go <laughs> then, to yeah, Saturn to if you could guarantee me. Yeah. I'll be back here tomorrow. See, so,
0: yeah, <laughs> I have like this weird, this weird um, fear. Tell me about your weirdness, Rob. Yeah. Jeff and I were talking about this on that little harbor retreat. While we sat Shout on the harbor. out to you,
1: Jeff Bezos.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Beisle. And because um, he was like, he was like, Rob, if it's paid for. Would you go skydiving today? Yeah. I said, no. Okay. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not super big on the, like, the <laughs> thrill stuff. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. be happy to do it. Like, I'm not, it's not the fear aspect. The, the thing that I'd be fearful of yeah. is some freak accident happens. And then my girls and, Lord willing, my son in July, they. All grow up without dad because dad went skydiving and died skydiving. Like some stupid freak accident. Like, what, what happened to your dad? He died. Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? He went skydiving.
1: Like, okay. So you're, so you're, okay. Help me understand this. You're saying you're, you're not having a fear of skydiving. You fear that you died in a lame way. Is that what you're saying? So <laughs>
0: not, not even dying in a lame way. Just dying. No, it's, it's dying and my kids not having their dad because of something silly like skydiving.
1: Yeah. So you're. So it's the fear.
0: It's the fear for my kids. Like, like right. Like you don't I, care if you die. Yeah, I'm. I'm far less concerned about right. that than I am the fact that my kids won't I think have like a father. Most people make that jump, and they're probably.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure once they you, are. Once I'm you sure. get married, you have kids, and you have a mortgage. You're like, I don't care so much that I go.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like that. It's the ones I leave behind.
0: That's it. That's yeah. it. And yeah. so, if if I'm. <laughs> If I were to die, and this is all I have, next to no control over this, the, the Lord, His providential <laughs> hand knows where we are going. I, you have some. I, I mean, I—that's what you said. I can make decisions. <laughs> the Lord can so providentially use those decisions. He's okay. sovereign over okay. all things. Okay. And so, I am like, man, if I'm going to put myself in unnecessary risk, yeah. And if something were to happen, mm-hmm. I got to be with the Lord. I, I it would yeah. all be fine. But I would be extremely frustrated, <laughs> like you've just thinking about it. <laughs> Not, not I'm, not mode, not I'm dead, the I would be
1: so mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, okay, we're just like so, thinking about it makes me frustrated. Yeah, 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 I mean, I get P- that. Piper
0: has a good thing on this where he talks I'm, about when you have others depending on you, it's less wise to take unnecessary risk. And I feel that.
1: So, yeah. So, the yeah, beginning yeah. of this conversation, yeah.
0: because it would be cool to hop on the Mayflower and cross mm-hmm. the Atlantic, Yeah, but not when I've got kids at home and a wife at home.
1: Yeah. Huh? that's a, That would be a really interesting... Topic to dive into. Necessary versus unnecessary risk. Versus, like, Yeah, because it's, it, a, what, it's what, an
0: endless rabbit trail. You can well, say, well, well yeah, Rob, you, it, you get in a car every day,
1: don't you? Right. That's the point. It's like a spectrum. Yeah. Right. And so at some point, what's necessary and what's unnecessary, then how many things are you already doing that's unnecessary? Yeah.
0: Right. There's a difference between what's typical everyday life, getting in a car and driving mm-hmm. across town yeah, or getting sure. on a plane to fly across right. to go somewhere and getting on a plane and jumping out of it.
1: Now what if what if you needed to do that to win a war?
0: <laughs> That's different. Is that Context necessary? is everything. No, I mean I've just <laughs> dad decided to go skydiving because <laughs> dad wanted the thrill. Dad didn't need to get on the plane. Dad didn't need to jump out of the plane. Yeah, I mean he wanted to. He knew we were home.
1: What's the what's the death rate or like what's the fatality rate of
0: you know, so we were having this conversation yeah. at this Harbor Network event and one of the guys was like yeah I knew a guy who who did that and, and he died. Well, I'm like, well, I just feel affirmed. I'm done. Yep. There we go. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Do you ever see? Uh, or never. We're not gonna go that path. <laughs> okay. So there's a video of a, a, a paraglider in yeah. Switzerland who's going with an instructor, and the instructor forgets to clip him in, and he, they jump off these like cliffs, right? The Alps. So they're pretty steep, not amazingly high, but very, very steep. And they're going down, and the guy starts to fall. I mean, they're way up—not like a plane, but they're way up. This guy falls, he's done, he's dead, yeah. and um, and it's the instructor's fault. Yeah, and he has to like—it's not like a plane where he can just like take it down, like a helicopter or something, and get it. Like you're—you're just—you're gliding. You have a piece of material, like fabric, that you're just coasting through the air with, and so you have to wait like these like ten or fifteen minutes, and he spends that time like trying to hold the guy, right? And the guy's trying to hold on to him. And they're like both like losing and they finally make it down. But just those moments of like, if either one of those guys lets go, that's it. Like it, it's his life's over, right? And so in those like five or 10 minutes of just clinging on to that guy, literally for dear life. Yeah, literally. Um, just the sobering reality of death in life of like in any moment now, I could be dead. Yeah. So Ugh. anyway, he lived, everyone lived. I'm not sure. Yeah, praise God. With the lawsuits. What came out from that? But anywho,
0: right? How do you How do you sue a guy who saved your life?
1: Well, how do you sue a guy who How do you not sue a guy who almost killed you? Right, exactly. That's (laughs) that's the
0: other side of the coin.
1: Mercy, we call that mercy. That's it. Okay, so let's look at this. Let's look at this. Yeah, let's look at it. So, listeners, look at this. Check this out. Feast your eyes. Feast. Okay, so
0: where is this? Okay, so first topic, Rick, that wanted to cover (sighs) was the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Did you Did you watch the Olympics? I did not. Did you watch like even a minute? Did not. Neither did I.
1: <laughs> well, glad we're talking about no, it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Why is that? Like this is, this is a huge deal. They have a massive opening ceremony. Why didn't you watch any?
1: Because we don't have a TV.
0: Well, that would be a good answer.
1: Well, that is the answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a TV.
1: And we, got, like, we, have a, we have a monitor. Okay. We have a TV you, screen. You, we don't, we don't could have,
0: have t- look t- stuff up on YouTube. Yeah, but. And I, if I recall, you have access to YouTube TV.
1: We we do not anymore. I okay. Can that. Okay. So you did. I watched that for the football. Yeah. The right last on the football season. I wonder how many people canceled after the end of the football season. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Had to been a ton. We're one of those. Um, yeah. So that's probably why we just didn't watch. We didn't don't have a TV to watch it on. And I'm not big on like pulling it, like after it happens, just pulling it up. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm trying to think even some the, the big stories. I mean, Sean White retired. Uh, this Russian girl, she was doping, and then she, um. She was cleared to play, and then her coach, like, chewed her out or something. Did you read that thing? Or nah, something? I, I, yeah, she, like, she totally whiffed. I mean, it was just sad. I didn't watch it, but I just read the article, and she got off the ice, and her coach was just like, what the heck are you doing? Like, why'd you do that? What happened? And she's just like- Was a figure skater? Yeah. She's she's 15, right? She's super emotional, and the coach is just, like, typical, like, Soviet coach. Oh, just Yeah. Like, Lays into it Anyway, um yeah, so we didn't really take it in this year. Um, that's my comment on that. Rob, take
0: it to you. <laughs> right when I take a drink. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um Did will, you did you watch it? Will you no, be watching you next
1: year? Um well I think I think now that COVID's over. So, so to speak, I think we're caught up, and it'll, it'll be in two years.
0: Yeah, I was just messing with you. I was one, wanted to see if okay. you'd catch on to that.
1: Well, we did have the situation last year with yeah. the, the ones yeah. being postponed, so then we kind of doubled up.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. What, what? So, what is it about the Olympic? And the answer to your question? No, I did not watch. Okay, thank Did you. not watch any. Yeah. Um, just wasn't that interested. Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, just wasn't that interested. Okay. And have
1: you been in the past historically interested? Yeah,
0: more more interested. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was when. That was before like the Netflix, Hulu, like Phenomenon. streaming back, era.
1: Back in the 2000s. Yeah.
0: yeah. For those who remember, who remember that, when, uh, when you actually had to wait a week. I remember waiting until Wednesday nights at seven o'clock for Lost to come on. Yeah. Yeah. And Tuesdays, seven o'clock was mm-hmm. House. Yeah. Like loved watching House. Yeah. And Wednesdays was House, or House, was Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Mondays was 24.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And so it's there like, it we've got our show each night. Yeah, yeah. And so as a family, we'd eat dinner and we'd... Sit down and we'd watch our show.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: And so now, now, I can watch whatever show I want. Whatever. And so and so when the thing comes on that only comes on at a certain time, like the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. I unless I'm really interested in it, like the Super Bowl yeah. or a football game. You watched the bowl? I did. Yeah. Um, I, I was happy with the Rams won. Okay. However, the last play. Now we're going off on a tangent here. <laughs> The last well, uh um, theology sports. Exactly. The last drive, I was really rooting for the Bengals to pull it off. Yeah, I know. yeah, But the rest of the game I was rooting for the Rams. So when the Rams won, I was like, ah oh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. So th- those kinds of things it's it's really gotta pique my interest mm-hmm. for me to watch it. Yeah. And there's just not much about figure skating or about luge that or curling. Or curling. Like or it's swimming. just It doesn't Swing. it doesn't move the needle for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably guys who are in their, I don't know, sixties or seventies have grown up with it and spent the majority of their life watching the Olympics that are like this is our country, yeah. And yes. there might be some sense yes. of disappointment there, and I'm—I'm I'm sure I'm a product patriotism. of my, the time that I was born and and things you like know, that. You know, I can guarantee you that you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. And I'm—I'm I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't feel like I'm being unpatriotic by yeah. not being into the Olympics. Yeah. But I just don't. I just don't find it as interesting as I used to. That's fair. Why didn't you watch it? Didn't have TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's bet. a true answer,
0: but but I mean, like, is is it an interesting as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. What usually because, happens because when the Olympics kept, come around? You get the
0: TV or the YouTube TV for the Super Bowl?
1: No, no. That's why we went to the Swansons. Well, we oh, also okay. love the Swansons, but <laughs> we just use the Swansons. <laughs> we just use their TV. Uh, it's good to have relationships. Thanks, guys, for the big screen. Um, no, so we wa We like. I end up watching the, the last bit of the, the Super Bowl like on my phone through. Uh, I think like ESPN or ESPN something. Like a, yeah. Anyway, um, so the Olympics come around every two years, yeah. summer and winter every four, right? And I find that if I start watching any of it, like early on, odds are I'll watch a decent amount. And okay. by a decent amount, I mean like maybe one thing every day or every other day. Yeah. Um, If I never start, it just never catches on. Yeah. And it just depends on the year, depends on what's going on. I don't, you know, winter Olympics are more appealing just because I'm inside more that time of year. Yep, I probably watch more TV mm-hmm. in, the, in the colder, darker months. But yeah, so that's why. It wasn't really particular anything uh, about the Olympics or about the people. I, I do have some strong opinions about whether we should have even had the Olympics or not.
0: Mm. Um, Let's hear those.
1: Well, I'll keep those to myself, but... <laughs> I'd I like to hear them. No. Yeah, I just think like, like, why the heck is China hosting the Olympics? That is a great question. I mean, they're a communist country who's... And acting genocide on multiple people. Yeah. Historically, I mean oh, yeah. kill millions of their own people. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll, let will award them with this we'll, you guys huge can influx can into yeah, their economy. Like, heck no. Yeah. This is terrible. And the the whole argument about well, like the athletes and the It's like listen, there are dozens of countries who can who can host the Olympics. Right, China does not need to host the Olympics. Yeah, we do not need to acknowledge them or to act as if like you. I mean, it's the same thing w- with the 1936 Olympics in Germany. Yep. Right. Yep. Hitler's by this point, he's the atrocities to the Jews have started. I mean, it's getting bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And they clean everything up, bring everyone in, and they build this like. I mean, they want they want this to be like Rome, right? Yeah. The, the pinnacle of Rome. This is the Third Reich after all, right? So they. Everyone just comes in, and they just kind of turn a blind eye to, to all these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just terrible, and it's all political, yeah. and it all goes back to one thing, money. Yeah, It all goes back to money. There's yeah. there's no other explanation for it. So I, I get really frustrated with just the politics, like how, as a culture, and I've said this before about different things, but we can't just call something out for what it is. Like, if we're going to have China host the Olympics, let's at least all stand up as heads of state yeah. And say, listen, China's a terrible country. Yeah. Doing terrible things. Yeah. And th- this is wicked. Yeah. I mean, I would say that would clearly disqualify them from hosting Olympics. Yeah. But obviously not. There's an interesting um, story about the 1936 Olympics and the guy who was on the Olympic committee who, like, they go around and, like, bid, give the winning bid to whatever cities apply. Okay. And he was one, like, super strong. Um, anti-Semite and he like jerk, the, the Nazis just paid him a ton of money oh my creation this like yeah sure yeah. We'll, we'll make this happen it's <laughs> yeah. like what in the world so yeah. anyway people are corrupt and it all goes back to money
0: well wasn't it uh sometime in the last 10 years wasn't there an Olympics in, in Russia as well
1: yeah Sochi a few years that's ago that's it Sochi yeah but, but I mean China had the Olympics not too long ago either like again right so and I mean it's a whole thing I, I get it like What's the standard? Like, what country has to be without sin before they can hold the Olympics? Yeah. It's like I get that, but at the same time, you know, it's, if 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 we're all parents and we have kids and we're like every family gets a chance to like host a slumber party, we're not going to let our kids go to the slumber party with a guy who's already has like three DUIs and as a, and has like a child abuse charge against yeah. him. Like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So, no matter what kind of culture, like, why are we guilting one another into doing this? We shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. I like the illustration.
1: That it came good. to the top of my head. So there, there well you go. Well done, man. Like most of them. <laughs> right. The ones I actually prepare are usually not that good. <laughs> that was a very good one. I appreciate anyway, that one. So those are my thoughts. My passion. Oh, like thoughts it. about the Olympics. I like
0: it. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole in- instance where it was, I don't know, during Trump's presidency, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of um, NBA players who were really oh, yeah. vocal against yeah. Trump, yeah. which like, sure, there's plenty to be vocal against oh, Trump. Yeah. Like, yeah. good for you. And... Then, like, some of these atrocities within China were happening, yeah. and silence. Yeah. Just dead, dead air. Yeah, I That's know, like, still. And it's because China's such a yeah. massive yeah. market for selling yeah. shoes, for selling jerseys. Oh, yeah. Like, they they are a big audience for the NBA. And even the league, mm-hmm. like, would not Well, there's that, say that coach
1: uh, for- The Rockets. The Rockets, he, the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. He came out and said something, and, like, the NBA was like, you need to take that down. Yeah. It's like, okay, so now the NBA is communist. Like-, like like, you have was, to realize that. It was that. super,
0: it was super oh, disappointing. Man.
1: And then they all get all upset. And and I get, they rightfully so get upset about, like, some social issues. I get up being upset about things. What I don't get is how you're just complete lack of consistency.
0: Yeah, that's it. So. Okay, so what is it about, this is why I brought up the Olympics. I so made a nice little tangent there. I like that. Mm-hmm. That was good. Showing some true colors. Yeah. The, what is it about our fascination with incredible athletes mm. doing frankly, incredible things.
1: Yeah. I Okay, so next episode, there's going to be a somewhat similar conversation about this, okay. but I think we talked about this about this somewhat recently. Just the idea, we talked about this when we talked about Tom Brady. Yeah. And it's the, the fact that when people can reach a level of excellence in a particular thing that they've devoted their life to, like that's just, that's so rare. Yeah. And it's like, you're not going to see that every day. You're, yeah. you're maybe going to see that... Uh, well, once every four years but like rarely like in person at all yeah like it's so rare to see someone who gives their life to something you know and they've just hit the pinnacle like there's no one on the planet better than them at this thing mm-hmm. and that's super admirable i just admire that that's not i would never do that i would never probably give my life to one thing like that um I mean, as far as like just a practice, I give okay, my life to Jesus, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but as far as like one discipline, one thing like that, so that's kind of what enamors. I think enamors a lot of people, and then people just like the competitiveness of, I think, seeing people who are at the top of their game, like have at it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I think there's an aspect of it that just shows that that now now I'm pivoting here to the theological side mm-hmm. that we really were made to worship things. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Romans, I didn't have this ready. I should have had this ready. It's coming to mind now. So, but Romans 1, where we read about, um, here we go. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God Mm -hmm. or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And so what we see is, is this, these people that were made in the image of God to worship mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. exchange the glory of God for yeah. the glory of other things. Yeah. And I think the reason, at least part, part of the reason, why we get so enamored with these things is because we recognize that they are not quite perfection, mm-hmm. but yeah. they, they may be as close as we can visibly see. Yes. And so we are entirely fascinated with it. And... I mean, I mean, think about the Olympics, they're doing these things and they get scores. Mm-hmm. And when someone gets a perfect score, it's, I mean, it's gold medal. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, a massive, it's a massive achievement for this individual. And so for, for us, we see these things, We've, we are fascinated with perfection. And if we, if we leave it right there, mm-hmm. then every four years it's like, okay, man, I really wanna see perfection. I really wanna see perfection. Right. Really wanna see perfect. I'm, I'm groaning yeah. for perfection. Yeah. When in reality, We have access to perfection Mm -hmm. every day through Christ. And so I think us as a people, we kind of want that itch scratched. Like we want to see this excellence. We want to see the highest degree of this particular thing. Yeah. And when a a human is doing it, Mm -hmm. it might seem like a high degree to us. Yeah. But in reality, we've just exchanged the glory of God for the glory of man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we're, we're wanting, like we just want to be entertained by perfection. Yeah. We want to be entertained. We want to see the the best, and we want like we want some kind of part in that. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like we don't we're not satisfied to see the perfection That's of good the Lord. Too. Yeah. We want to see the perfection of another human. Yeah, like guy r- like me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But I think what what Paul says in First Corinthians, writing to the church in Corinth, about probably some like what their language they're familiar with with the Olympics. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath back in the early days. <laughs> in in Athens, they used to get a wreath. Um not a piece of metal that was worth a lot of money. Uh, a, a perishable perishable wreath. But we are an imperishable. So this idea that they run for things that, that things that pass away. And, yeah. and and that's like if again going back to like people who take in the Olympics, I mentioned the nineteen thirty six Olympics. Um, this is a guess, but I would guess everyone who competed in the Olympics in 1936 is dead. Who would that be? It'd
0: be I mean, 70, 80, six years ago. So yeah. if they're, yeah, I mean, they'd have to be over a hundred.
1: Yeah. So could maybe be a few out there, but maybe let's just say, I mean, let's say 99.99%. They're all dead. Yeah. yeah. Right. They were at the peak of their performance, mm-hmm. right? And they're dead. Yeah. Um, and that's how like it, it all perishes. Your ability, your your intellect, all that stuff perishes. But as Christians, we are to run a different race, and we're not just trying to like make this hard pivot from the Olympics to now like running as Christians. Yeah, yeah. But there is an element of of um, encouragement and s- sustainability and consistency. Like as an athlete, like Paul's language, like we train, we strive, we run but with a very different motivation. Mm. I'm not giving the best years of my life so that I can then stand on a podium once, maybe twice, unless you're Michael Phelps, like many yeah, times, right. like and get a piece of metal, and then go figure out what I'm gonna do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Right? We're living as Christians in the already and the not yet. Like, Christ's kingdom has come in, in one sense, and we're, we're living, we've begun our eternal existence. Mm-hmm. And so we're living... On this earth for a moment, but we're living for eternity, and yeah. so we're, we're living with eternity in mind and in view as we, you know, strive.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good, man. Therefore,
1: um, I think we should start the Christian Olympics. There
0: you go. There you go. First Just
1: competition like... is uh, sword drills.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gracious. So uh, anyway, that would be good. Okay. Cool. Um, any other thoughts yeah. on that before we go to the next thing?
1: The Olympics. Yeah. Just in general. Um I can't think of any. Okay, so if you had to compete in the Olympics, what would you want to do? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah, I know. Basketball. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. I, I mean, what,
1: what, summer and winter both are on the table.
0: I think they only do basketball in the summer.
1: But I'm saying you can you can pick a sport from either one. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um in the winter it'd probably be snowboarding. That'd be yeah. sweet. Okay. Yeah. Fair. All right. <laughs> Neither of which am I very good at. Okay. So you're in a
1: basketball league, so
0: I am in an adult men's <laughs> basketball league.
1: That's saying something. That is a
0: rec league <laughs> for guys that have nothing to do on Wednesday nights. So the next one is the everything that's going on right now. And by the time this releases, this is not even old news. It can it be remotely relevant? <laughs> what are we talking? About? <laughs> oh, no. But Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. What yeah. is going on?
1: What isn't going on? Yeah. Right? Um. I mean, obviously, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. you live under a rock. Exactly. Um, you know that uh, as of today, as of yesterday, last night, uh Russia began to invade um so far two kind of regions of Ukraine. Two regions of Ukraine that are somewhat contested. They're well within Ukraine's yeah. borders. They there, are in Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. But they're two regions that since Russia invaded Crimea in twenty fourteen have had some rebel uh and some rebel fighting, which fourteen thousand people have have died since then. Wow. Fighting over these regions and part of Crimea. Um, so, yeah, Russia's saying, hey, we're going to honor because, I don't know, this was like 20 years ago. Like 50% or over 50% of the people in those regions allegedly yeah. spoke Russian. and They were Russian speakers. And and so Russia's like, hey, those are our people. We're going to take care of them. So we're going to send in our troops to be peacekeeping troops, mm. right? Just like they did in Crimea, right? Yeah. So that's where we're at as of today. Um, there's been a lot of talk for months now, especially the last several weeks. We don't know if Putin's going to go for Kiev or not. Um, yeah, I don't know how far you want to go in the history of all that stuff, Rob, but it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective from just a geopolitical perspective. It's an interesting thing from the perspective of what's Putin trying to do? How does the West respond to Putin? Um, yeah. How do we as Christians... Respond. I mean, we, we pray, we encourage. Uh, and yeah, there's a whole lot of conversations there. But
0: yeah, no, I, I would not be the guy for the history of it. Um, Al Muller on the briefing did a, it was last week, I think, or the week before. He spent like 31 minutes, which for the yeah. briefing, that's long. Normally, the briefing is between 20 to 26 minutes or something like that. So yeah. 31 minutes was one of his longer ones, but basically just going through the history of Russia and Ukraine and how we got to this point. Which is helpful, but yeah. I would not be able to regurgitate that in.
1: I mean, a my understanding. The, this, to summarize it very briefly, which is not going to be a great thing, but once the once the Soviet Union collapsed in ninety one, um, Ukraine was offered to join NATO early on, and they didn't. And then in two thousand eight, they were wanting to, and then two thousand ten, they elected a very pro Russian president who was like, "Yeah, we're not joining NATO," so they shelved that, hmm. and then he. Like fled office a couple of years later, and then Crimea got invaded in 14, and now we're here where we're at. Where most of Ukraine, I think, wants to join NATO. NATO's not even sure they want to take Ukraine. Yeah, as as a member.
0: You wanted to give a brief explanation of what NATO is.
1: The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, I think. Yeah. Oh, um,
0: I I'm less confident on. I think um, it's organization, but North Atlantic Treaty. Yeah.
1: So after so. A history lesson. After World War 1, this thing that Woodrow Wilson tried to push was called the League of Nations. Yep. And the League of Nations is eventually by the way. turned into NATO. And the idea was we're going to we're going to keep the the continent or the, the European continent safe. Yep. Right. So we're all going to agree it's not the European Union. Um, I mean, Canada's in it, North America, like all the North Americans in it. Um most of the European states are in it. And it's a military Packed more or less, yeah. Pretty much to combat the Soviet Union. I mean, that's that's the whole from the get go. That's the point of it. Um, and Putin does not want NATO as close to them, right? So they have Belarus and they have Ukraine as kind of a buffer. And Finland, Finland probably wants to join NATO now. Anyway, um, this is all old news, but that's allegedly Putin's intent when invading Ukraine. But my thing with Putin is like, one, the guy's getting really old, right? He's getting old, and like. Um, at some point, like, what are you going to, like, what's your, what's your thing? Like, you're not, he hasn't reunified outside of Crimea, and he has some puppet states, but he hasn't reunifi- reunified, reunified the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? He's kept Russia a global superpower, so he's done that. Um, Russia is much more further along in development than they were before he came to power, you know, all those things. But, like, you got to be wondering at the end of your... Life, like, what am I gonna do? Well, that, that's it. That, like, I, I do mean, something big, and that's so. that's like
0: a that's a good segue of this segue. this guy who is trying to restore the glory of About of Russia of the Soviet state. Yeah, it's just su- such an evidence to me that um we it's sim- similar to Romans one, where we exchange the glory of God. We fi- no longer find ourselves yeah. satisfied in the glory of God, so we try to find ourselves satisfied in the glory of other things. Yeah, Putin, his satisfaction in his mind is going to be in the glory of Russia. Absolutely. And this cat is about yeah. to die. Like, I, I mean, not, yeah. I don't know if, he, if he's going to even <laughs> die in the next 10 years, but he doesn't have 50 Maybe years. He has nine lives. Yeah. He, he doesn't have 50 years ahead of no. him. He'll be lucky if he has 20 years ahead of him. No. And yeah. like the, the dude, Russian science, though, you never know. Yeah. Right. The dude is putting a lot mm-hmm. of stock, willing to take his country into and start a world war.
1: Yeah. Probably to
0: see the glory of this country that he loves, which, and, right. and I'm not, I'm not anti. Patriotic, like by all means, love your country, yeah. But But you're
1: not exactly an imperialist either,
0: exactly. Not exactly, (laughs) right? Not not exactly an imperialist. I
1: think it's fair (laughs) to
0: say, yeah. You know what? Now I think about it, I think that's fair.
1: (laughs) Some tendencies, though, (laughs) we're not like, and that's the thing. I think Russia has been in the same situation for a hundred years, yeah. And that's like without being a, a your state religion is atheism. Mm. Right, and so without with that being your state religion, whether in um, formally or informally, like it is, that's what governs. And uh, so your hope is in yourself. Yeah. Your hope is in the glory of the of the collective. It's not in your what you can do as an individual. and It's not in the afterlife. So it is very much like your identity has to then be anchored into something. It always is. Yeah. So it's anchored in like your national identity and. Ie like why we're... and then people people could say the same thing about Americans, you know, especially looking at the Cold War and how all these things came about and American um, imperialism or exceptionalism. Like, mm-hmm. are Americans like really too tied to their national identity? And you you can make an argument that a lot of them have been historically, mm-hmm. and maybe some still are. But there's there with the, the hard part for for Putin or for Russia is what does just Russia. How how can Russia be healthy and be um, and grow and take care of their people and deal with their issues inside their own borders instead yeah. of saying we need to conquer more and we need to be more? It's the typical um, just bully aspect, mm-hmm. right? I don't like what's going on in the inside, so I'm going to dominate and be a bully to those around me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another good illustration, man. You're <laughs> you're truck full <following> <laughs> hey, the of them today. Take of the coffee. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're firing an all. Cylinders. There's a,
1: there's an article last week in the New York Times about the strongman and how we're entering. It's a really interesting article by I can't think of the guy's name. What's it? I don't know. I, I would quote someone's name, but it might very well be wrong. But he's talking about the strongman and how, as uh, culture, especially as the Western cultures, like once you do away with like um, classical liberal ideas of like. Um, morality and truth and um, let's t- like, let's apply logic and reason. And this person wasn't even a Christian, I don't think. but uh, these, we would say, those are judeo-Christian values, but yeah. just these, like these ideas that, that not all ideas are equal value mm-hmm. and that we need to have things outside of ourselves that govern what we do. So once you do away with that, and this is in fact Al Mullen, he mentions it, like, you, you head into a space of either tyranny. Um, or mo- like, uh, yeah, tyranny or mob rule, right? So you either have like a tyrant who's who's ruling because there's no other way to rule, or you have the mob ruling. Hmm. And it was an interesting read just because he's talking about the, our culture and how you see people like Trump, you see people like Putin, you see yeah. people who stand up and are really strong, and people are attracted to that. Yeah. Because there's no other way, there's no other means, once you've deconstructed all these other things, for there to be like, Hope to mm. get things done, yeah, or to have direction. So everyone's scrambling around, running around, doing their own thing, and it's just chaos. And you have one person who steps up, like, "Hey, listen, this is where we're going. This is what we're gonna do." Yeah, and you're like, "Dang it! All right, I'm with you on that." Yeah, you know. And it's the same thing with the Antichrist, right? that's the prophecy. True, right? the world is in chaos. It's one person shows up, it's like, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." Everyone just like jump in. Follow me. We're going to get this done. Yeah.
0: Well, there's... It does the, go real well. I, I've, heard, I've heard other people talk about this strongman thing, and yeah. I, it's fascinating because they will point out that um, where there's chaos, a strongman will rise mm-hmm. up and provide order. Yeah. And then from that order will come comfort, mm-hmm. and from that comfort will come weak men.
1: Apathy, yeah.
0: And then from that apathy and that society of weak yeah. men will come chaos. chaos. Yeah. And then a strongman has to rise up again. Yeah. And we see Russia. I mean, the yeah. fall of the Soviet, yeah. Soviet Union. See, there's there's chaos. And mm-hmm. then a rise man or a, a rise man. A strong man rises, right? And provides rise some order. Up? Yeah, <laughs> provides That's some true. order. And yeah. and now uh, and eventually, Putin's gonna fall, and yeah. there may be some chaos. Yeah, and then someone else will have to to rise up yes. unless something changes. Yeah, but that that was the thing with with Trump is that Trump was a strong man mm-hmm. in an arena yeah. with what the everyday citizen right not necessarily the highbrow elites right but the everyday citizen would say politics is a bunch of squishy people yeah like the men there don't have spines they right. the, right. they'll say things to get into office and they won't go through with these things right. and so it was frustrating so when a guy like trump rose up mm-hmm. it started a movement right and yeah. and i'm not right. advocating for <laughs> trumpism right but you see um, the value of but like... But you see some of the values there. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it's good to have somebody who is conviction, convictional yeah. and they're driven by conviction and nice. they're willing to look bad on TV yep. for the sake of their convictions. Yeah. And they're not concerned about what other people think. Right. Like yeah. Appreciate th- some of those things. It's it's fascinating to see this happening right now in yeah. Russia. Mm-hmm. And now it's getting to a new level of yeah. quote unquote strong man. Yes. It's interesting to see how much power this guy can acquire mm-hmm. before... Another power says enough is enough, right? whether that's the United States, whether that's NATO, whatever whatever it is, to where it says, okay, this is no longer just you trying to reorganize your country. This is now a threat to the rest of the world. Right, right. And so we need a stronger power to step in. We
1: got to deal with this, right? It is an interesting thing. I I think about, part of that conversation is how do we raise up strong men? Not bullies, not tyrants, but godly strong men. Yeah. And at the same time, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a, a sermon Paul Washer preached about, "Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth." Yeah. And he talks about, like, the idea of meekness, is it like just bow down you're spineless? You're just kind of like let people walk all over you. But it also is kind of that, because you're you're not you're not, you know, you're not standing up and saying, "Okay, like let's fight about all these things," yeah. because you know, biblically again you're living with an eternal perspective and that jesus saying blessed are the meek saying like they there's they're not people who are fleeing these aren't people who are just like hey life's too hard like they're staying in hard situations and they're staying humble and they're 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 completely anchoring their hope in christ yeah and that takes a strong strong person yeah. and it's just a good perspective because you hear that the passage you hear a lot of people talking about, like, raising up godly men, and, like, there's a macho-ness to that, which, like, that's fine. Like, do hard things, do yeah. strenuous things, be strong, be good with your hands, all that. But if we're going to be biblical about this, like, those traits can be there, but those aren't necessarily the biblical traits that Christ lays out for us. Yeah. They can be really helpful and important, but if if you're a really strong, like, grizzly guy, but you're not meek, you're not gentle, you're not kind, you're unbiblical yeah right well, so just that dynamic is good to, to hold in mind as we're thinking about how do we even be strong, not like again tyrants, but modeling strength from a godly biblical perspective
0: yeah that's it i th- i think I think we sometimes think, okay, I need to be masculine, and so therefore i am I'm not meek, I'm not gentle, right. I'm not patient right whereas kind of alpha yeah biblical masculinity yeah. is being willing to fight for righteousness, yeah. yeah. And also being able to be gentle with those who you need to be gentle with. Mm-hmm. It's it's being able to to be those things that you need to be in that moment. Right. Because your your final hope is in Christ. Yeah. He's given us his word to guide us. And so we stand yeah. Yeah. firmly on that. Yeah. And so when we see something go contrary to that, we speak up. Right understanding that our hope is not in our country. Our hope is not mm-hmm. in our own reputation. Our hope is not in anything that the world can provide. Our hope is in Christ. And so that gives us the strength to fight for righteousness. That right. gives us the strength to stand yeah. up for the poor. That gives us the strength to, to to fight for the meek. That gives us the strength to, to be meek ourselves and to be gentle and yeah. to, to be humble, to humbly fight for righteousness. It's not that we lay down. Yes. But if you're a biblically masculine man, mm-hmm then you should be able to fight for what's righteous right. and still do it right. in a humble way. And you should still yes. be able to be meek when you need to be meek and be gentle and patient right. and kind and all these things. I think I, think I see guys um, just go too far one direction. Yeah, yeah. To so where they're trying to show I can fight and right. I know what's right and I will, I will shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. You want to
1: give an example of some of those guys? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> and, and I appreciate what they're doing. yeah. But, but I want to tell those guys, brother, don't do that at the expense of right. giving up these other commands that the Lord has given right. us. Like, yeah. We need to hold both, and we need to hold both firmly. Yeah. And that's what biblical masculinity looks like yeah. as a man, to provide yeah. and to protect. Yeah. And so let's provide a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. and let's protect those who may be swayed by a non-biblical worldview.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Paul says in Ephesians 6.10, right, talks about spiritual warfare, the armor, like our battle is not against flesh and blood. Like, we might be at times in a flesh and blood battle, but as Christians, right, as spiritual beings mm-hmm. who for a time indwell this body, right, our warfare is of spiritual nature. Yeah. And so we, we really don't have any business trying to display machoness in a worldly sense if we're not yeah. following the Lord yeah. and, and battling things in a spiritual sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Sweet. Do you have anything else on here?
1: Uh, I mean there's always more you can say but I, that that's good. We just need to be praying for the the people of Ukraine and the, the missionaries, the Christians yeah. there, the, the church. I mean this you're talking about a, a part of the world that has seen the Christian faith in many different shapes over the last 2000 years. Yeah. and yeah, 1700 years, 2000 years and a, just an immense amount of persecution. Yeah.
0: So and we also see just what happens when individuals Start, begin to place their hope in something other than Christ right. they start to pursue yeah. the glory of other things right. whether that's your country or whether that's your hobby yeah. or whether, whatever it is you, you begin to take some drastic steps yeah. to see the glory of these other things when in reality the, the glory of God has been provided for us in Christ yeah. and if we're not satisfied with that then we will try to find it yeah. in other ways and it will bring harm not only to ourselves but to those around us as well
1: and get out there and vote <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying, right, Rob? No, but like, <laughs> I, I say it jokingly, but but like how, how much of a blessing it is that, like, I'm not worried that someone's going to invade us tomorrow. Yeah, praise God. I mean, we could be invaded at, yeah. at some point, but like we, all the bad things that happen in America, plenty of those, and we need to acknowledge and repent of those. But there is a blessing that we live at, for right now in a secure nation mm-hmm. with a strong military that can protect us yeah and so we thank the lord for that
0: yeah praise god sweet all right guys if you want to learn more about us you can go over to simpletheology.org if you want to suggest any topics yeah then feel free to do that you can go over there if you want to leave us a voicemail you can also do that alex presley yeah left his voicemail good and it's a good one good it's a good one good thanks alex yeah he's the man and he left us a nice review so alex you are listening while you're delivering the mail just know you're the man we love you
1: <laughs> Alright, peace out y'all.